From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cat Perry. Today on Highway 89, a host of fairy tale worlds collide when a childless baker and his wife embark on a quest to break a witch's curse. They cross paths with characters from Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, Rapunzel, Cinderella, and soon all of their stories intertwine. We're talking about Into the Woods, the celebrated musical by Stephen Sondheim, rich with life lessons about family, relationships, good and bad, and dealing with the consequences of one's actions. Into the Woods debuted on Broadway, 1987, adding more Tony Awards to Sondheim's already cluttered trophy cabinet. With eight Tonys, Sondheim has won more than any other composer and has gone on to be one of the world's great musicals. Students in BYU's music dance theater major are preparing a production of Into the Woods, and we're excited to share some of the great music from the show with you. And we'd like to get right to it. How about we start where the witch starts with an explanation of why the baker and his wife suffer without a child. Here's Madison Dennis as the witch, Joseph Swain as the baker, and Jacob Baird as the narrator with Witch's Rap, live on Highway 89. In the past, when you were no more than a babe, your father brought his young wife and you to this cottage. They were a handsome couple, but not handsome neighbors. You see, your mother was with child, and she had developed an unusual appetite. She took one look at my beautiful garden and told your father that what she wanted more than anything in the world was greens, greens, and nothing but greens, parsley, peppers, cabbages, and celery, asparagus, and watercress, and fiddle ferns, and lettuce. He said, all right, but it wasn't quite, because I caught him in the autumn in my garden one night. He was robbing me, raping me, rooting through my rutabaga, raiding my arugula, and ripping up my rampion, my champion, my favorite. I should have laid a spell on him right there. Could have turned him into stone or a dog, <laughs> or a chair. But I let him have the rampion, I'd lots to spare. In return, however, I said, fair is fair. You will let me have the baby that your wife will bear. Now we'll call it square. I, I had a brother? No. But you had a sister. <laughs> but the witch refused to tell him any more of his sister, not even that her name was Rapunzel. She went on. I thought I had been more than reasonable, and that we might all live happily ever after. But how was I to know what your father had also hidden in his pocket? You see, when I had inherited that garden, my mother had warned me that I would be punished if I were ever to lose any of the beans. Beans? The special beans! I'd let him go! I didn't know he'd stolen my beans! I was watching him crawl back over the wall when bang! Crash! The lightning flashed! Oh, well, that's another story. Never mind. Anyway, at last the big day came. I made my claim. I don't take away the baby. They screeched and screeched. But I did, and I hid her where she'll never be reached. Your father cried, and your mother died. When for extra measure, I admit it was a pleasure. I said, sorry, I'm still not mollified. And I laid a little spell on them. You too, son. That your family tree would always be a barren one. <laughs> so, there's no more fuss, and there's no more scenes, and my garden thrives. You should see my nectarines, but I'm telling you the same. I tell kings and queens, don't ever, ever, never mess around with my greens. Especially the beans. The Witch's Rap. We're listening to music from Into the Woods' upcoming production here. 
from BYU. Uh, Dallin Bayless, uh, we wanted to highlight this production of Into the Woods on a Highway 89 episode. We hoped for a few solos. We had no suspicion we would be lucky enough to get the entire cast here in the studio, but <laughs> hi, cast. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. And before we get to more music, we're going to hear everybody before we get done here. We want to take a moment with the director, Dallin Vale Bayless. As a performer, Dallin has performed at Carnegie Hall and across the country with Broadway touring companies, sung with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, and performed all sorts of roles on stage in film. We'll talk with uh, Dallin a little bit more later, but I want to take a minute to say, introduce us to the cast. All right. Well, we have a cast of 20 amazingly talented individuals here. Uh, they're all students from BYU. And the people that you're going to be hearing from today are the Baker, who's played by Joseph Swain, Baker's wife, Channing Weir. The Witch is played by Madison Dennis, Rapunzel, Elora Latin. And then we have our princes, of course. You can't have a fairy tale without a prince. we got Cinderella's prince is Preston Taylor. Rapunzel's prince is Benjamin Raymond. Little Red Riding Hood, Hannah Piper. Uh, our narrator is Jacob Baird, or Cinderella is Libby Lloyd, and then Jack is played by Christian Huff. Uh, and those are the ones you'll be hearing today, but we've got the entire cast, as you said, and this is quite an ensemble show, uh, and everyone's just a, a fabulous performer. We're grateful to have them all here. Now, we know you best, uh, those of us who do, on stage or with music pouring out of your mouth. But here, <laughs> is this a new thing, a directorial bent? Have you done much of this? This is. No, I, I started directing not too long ago, and, and most of it has been just kind of as an assistant director. So this is my first time helming a production, and uh, it's just been very artistically fulfilling, especially when you have a cast as amazing as these uh, folks here behind and me. What and what a uh, great show to do uh, it on. It is wonderful. One of my favorites. In fact, this is one of my early ones, uh, high mm. school. You know, I did the Cinderella's Prince and Into the Woods, and it was just a fabulous experience. So grateful to re, uh, come back to it. Well, we're going to hear another song, just one of many songs that adds some layers of complexity to what usually we think of as pretty simple characters in a fairy tale. So tell us a little bit about Our Little World. Our Little World was actually added in the 2002 revival of Into the Woods. It wasn't part of the original cast, but it shows a different side of the witch and her relationship with Rapunzel. And I really love this, and we added this into the program because I feel very strongly that this show is really about families and of all different kinds. And here we get to see a family that was established between the witch and Rapunzel and, their, and her unique parenting perspective. I like how kindly you put that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here is a all kinds. <laughs> Madison Dennis as the witch, Alora Latin as Rapunzel on Highway 89. She just didn't drool. 
sung by the witch and Rapunzel. So much, so much hair in that song. Yes. <laughs> and in the show. Uh, Madison, Dennis, first uh, let me start with you. Uh, where do you come from? I'm from Florissant, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis. Very nice to have you. And did you ever dress up as a witch for Halloween? Oh, sure. Um, I, <laughs> I was obsessed with Harry Potter, as many of my generation are. And so Hermione has been a constant. So there's definitely been a witch or two throughout Halloween. Okay. And uh, when did you first learn about Into the Woods? Do you remember hearing the show? I do, actually. And I remember it being a lot earlier than I thought it was. Um, I went over to a family friend's house when I was like maybe six, and we watched the 1991 Broadway version of Into the Woods. And I remember for years afterwards asking my mom about a DVD that had trees on the front and it was really green and dark, and she had no idea what I was talking about, which makes sense. But then later, <laughs> I realized I was on a random mix of Broadway tunes that my mom put in the car, and I heard one of the songs, and it clicked for me now that I've been obsessed with that show since. I was six, so this has kind mm. of felt like a long time coming for me, and I could not be more happy to be a part of this. Okay, and Alora, I don't suppose you've ever dressed up as a princess as a for princess, Halloween. I have, but the one I, I dressed up as was Jasmine. Ah. Obviously, because that's what I look like. <laughs> um, we just like the turquoise outfit, actually, my sister and I. So, <laughs> Tell me where you're from. I'm from Frisco, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. And to remember your first connection with Into the Woods. Yeah, I actually do. I was just thinking about it. In high school, I was exposed to a lot of musical theater through one of my many uh, theater teachers. And we had to watch, had to. It was a privilege to watch several shows um, in class. And one of them we watched was Into the Woods. And it was my first time watching it. I think we only watched the first act. So it was quite a shock to read the second act. But <laughs> so that was my first out? time, like, really watching it. I knew that it existed before then, but that was it. Yeah, the first half ends with a very neat bow that quickly it comes does. unraveled. Very quickly. <laughs> so Barely gets tied. Ma Madison, tell me about playing a character like this that could be just you know, put on a black hat, paint your skin green, and you're there. <laughs> but you have to find more in this. I do. And I, I didn't want it to be just a you know, like an archetypal 
witch. I think she's, especially in this particular production, she's so much more than that. Um, And as I've started rehearsing, I've learned that I have to use everything I've ever learned musically, emotionally, mentally, physically. I have to be on 100% of the time. And it's been such a challenge. But because of that, it's been absolutely fulfilling. Do you have a favorite line? Yes. I believe it's in the second act when I talk to Little Red. And I say, since when have you been so squeamish? How many wolves have you carved up? She says, a wolf's not the same. And I say, ask a wolf's mother. Hmm. Interesting. Alora, how about you? Sometimes the princesses are pretty one-dimensional, uh-huh. too. They have one characteristic. For instance, hair. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> This has been really interesting as well because the way this character is written and the journey Rapunzel goes on is very different from any other journey, any other princess, and probably any movie anywhere else ever has ever gone on. So um, it's been really interesting trying to find reality in the going crazy because she kind of does go crazy and try to tie that down to things that I've experienced or things that my friends have experienced or family members or things like that. And it's been fun too, because it's not just tangled the movie, except on a stage and like a little bit of it, you know, it's a, it's a different way to look at it. And it's been very, I don't know, it's been full of growth for me as well. Very good, very good. Madison Dennis sang The Witch. Rapunzel was sung by Laura Latin. Thank you to both of you. Thank you. Next, Thank we're you. going to hear from Little Red Riding Hood and The Wolf. The Wolf's part in the show is brief, but always a showstopper. Our wolf today is Preston Taylor. Hannah Daly is Little Red Riding Hood from Into the Woods. Here is Hello, Little Girl, followed by I Know Things Now, live on Highway 89. Good day, young lady. Good day, Mr. Wolf. Whither away so hurriedly? To my grandmother's. And what might be in your basket? Bread and wine, so grandmother will have something good to make her strong. And where might your grandmother live? A good quarter of the league further in the woods. Her house stands under three large oak trees. Look at that flesh, pink and plump. Hello, little girl. Tender and fresh, not one lump. Hello, little girl. This one's especially lush, delicious. Mm. (gasps) Hello, little girl. What's your rush? You're missing all the flowers. The sun won't set for hours. Take your time. Mother said straight ahead, not to delay or be misled. But slow, little girl, hark and hush. The birds are singing sweetly. You'll miss the birds completely. You're traveling so fleetly. Grandmother first. And Miss Plump, what a delectable couple. What a perfection, one brittle, one supple, one moment, my Said, dear. Said, come what may, follow the path and never stray. Just so, little girl, 
any path, so many worth exploring. Just one would be so boring, and look what you're ignoring. Think of those crisp, aging bones, then something fresh on the palate. Think of that scrumptious carnality twice in one day. There's no possible way to describe what you feel when you're talking to your meal. Mother said not to stray, still I'd suppose a small delay. Franny might like a fresh bouquet. Good day, Mr. Wolf. Goodbye, little girl. And hello. to delay or be misled. I should have heeded her advice, but he seemed so nice. And he showed me things, many beautiful things that I hadn't thought to explore. They were off my path, so I never had dared. I had been so careful, I never had cared. And he made me feel excited, well, excited and scared. And he said, come in with that sickening grin. How could I know what was in store? Once his teeth were bared, though I really got scared. Well, excited and scared. But he drew me close and he swallowed me down, down a dark, slimy path where lie secrets that I never want to know. And when everything familiar seemed to disappear forever, at the end of the path was Granny once again. So we waited in the dark. Until someone sets us free And we're brought into the light And we're back at the start And I know things now Many valuable things That I hadn't known before Do not put your faith In a cape and a hood They will not protect you The way that they should And take extra care with strangers Even flowers have their dangers And though scary is exciting Nice, it's different than good Be scared, Granny was right, just be prepared. Isn't it nice to know a lot? And a little bit not. A pair of tunes from Into the Woods. Preston Taylor is the wolf with Hannah Daly for Hello Little Girl and then Hannah singing I Know Things Now. Hannah, we may ask this of all of our guests at the microphone tonight, but tell me where you came from yes. and how you first discovered this play. I'm from Highland, Utah. The first time I actually heard this show, my brother was playing the baker. So I remember sitting in the audience as a little girl and just watching him. And as a child watching that show, you just see all of those fairy tales that you've read in storybooks that your parents read to you at night. And seeing all of their worlds collide is kind of, it's a new experience. And it's interesting to see how they interact. And it's exciting. Well, there's some really great versions of Into the Woods that most people can find a home video version of the Broadway production with mm -hmm. Bernadette and Joanna and yes. Chip and all the favorites and the Disney version from 2014. A lot of people have seen those. So how do you make your own Little Red? That's a good question. Um, I think there's a lot of expectations as well because so many people have read 
the classic story. But I think it's bringing a lot of your own personal characteristics to the character and taking that journey with the character, applying your own life experiences is how you make it unique. And um, that's what I've tried to do. I think it's very interesting. I happen to have seen you as Maria in West Side Story. Oh. <laughs> I happen to have seen you belt sort of show tunes and other stuff. Yes. So to me, this is a whole other way to hear your voice. It is. <laughs> what kind of adjustment have you had to make? I've definitely had to think little kid, <laughs> go to that child, inner child. But it's fun to manipulate your voice and try something new and do something you're maybe a little uncomfortable with. You end that song with one of my favorite lines from the show, isn't it nice to know a lot mm-hmm. and a little bit not? Any thoughts on that? Definitely. I think we all experience that moment of you learn more and you realize that sometimes it's better to know less and simplicity is a luxury. But I think Little Red goes through a journey where she was very shielded and protected from the world, but she gets exposed to right and wrong and is able to now discern and realize what is good and what is bad. Hannah, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll hear another song now from Jack. You know the Jack who climbs the beanstalk and has an adventure with giants, but there's no need for me to tell you what happens. Jack does that himself in this song. Here is Christian Huff with Giants in the Sky from Into the Woods. There are giants in the sky. There are big, tall, terrible giants in the sky. When you're way up high and you look below at the worlds you let and the things you know, little more than a glance is enough to show you just how small you are. When you're way up high and you're on your own in a world like none that you've ever known, where the sky is lead and the earth is stone, you're free to do whatever pleases you. Exploring things you never dared cause you don't care when suddenly there's a big, tall, terrible giant at the door. A big, tall, terrible lady giant sweeping the floor. And she gives you food and she gives you rest And she draws you close to her giant breast And you know things now that you never knew before Not till the sky Only just when you made a friend and all And you know she's big but you don't feel small Someone bigger than her comes along the hall To swallow you for lunch And your heart is lead and your stomach's stone And you're really scared feeling all alone And it's then that you long for the things you've known And the world you left and the little you own The fun is done You steal what you can and run And you scramble down and you look below And the world you know begins to grow The roof, the house and your mother at the door The roof, the house and the world You never thought to explore And you think of all of the things you've seen And you wish that you could live in between And you're back again, only different than before After the sky There are giants in the sky There are big, tall, terrible, awesome, scary, wonderful giants in the sky. Christian Huff singing Giants in the Sky, barely having escaped from them. Christian, where are you from? I am from Springville, Utah, currently live in Spanish Fork. 
And your first time you saw Into the Woods or knew anything about it? My first experience with Into the Woods was, was while I was a sophomore in high school. I had the opportunity to play the baker at Merritt Academy in Springville. And that was my first run-in with the show where you got to, you know, see all the stories merge for the first time. Jack is kind of an interesting guy to play, I think, because uh, all the stories, he's kind of dim. Yeah, <laughs> and yet, you know, not the brightest. And, but he still comes through, all the way through. Exactly. I think that that's the inter interesting thing about Jack is that he's not really a boy. In the movie version, the most recent movie version with Meryl Streep, you know, they have a younger boy playing it. But in this production and in most productions of Into the Woods on stage, they have more an adolescent, someone yeah. on the verge of adulthood, which I think is very telling because that's what his story really is about is that transition from childhood to adulthood. I was trying to think of synonyms that were better than dim, like naive or gullible. Naive, gullible, learning. He's on his way. <laughs> He's getting there. So you have thought about this, which makes me very happy. So this is the only adventure in the story that we don't actually see. We don't actually see yeah, all of these things. But Jack true. sort of runs out and like the Greek chorus says, you'll never guess what happened. Exactly. And so uh, do you do some sort of warm up to do all the tongue twisters you just sang for us? <laughs> Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's work that goes into it. What do you hope that the audience gets from what you share as Jack? Well, I hope they're able to look at with my interpretation of Jack is, like I was saying before, this transition from childhood to adulthood. You know, my favorite line from in Jack's you know, story is he says, you wish that you could live in between. You know, he mm. talks about how he just went to this kingdom of the giants, this amazing, magical fairy tale land, you know. And then he comes back home and realizes that, you know, there are beautiful things here, too. And I think that that's something that we can all look at, especially, you know, where we're in college, making that transition from home to creating your own home, to living your own life. It can be very scary. And so kind of following Jackster, you get in a sense of that innocence, but also that importance of growth. Yeah, very nice. Christian Huff, thank you. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. A little more music now. A while ago, we introduced you to The Wolf and uh, called him a showstopper, but these guys are showstoppers too. The two princes called Cinderella's Prince and Rapunzel's Prince in the script. Here's their song, Preston Taylor and Benjamin Raymond with Agony from Into the Woods. Aha! There you are, good brother. Father and I had wondered where you had gone. I had been looking all night for her. Her? The beautiful one I danced the evening with. Where did she go? Disappeared. Like the fine morning mist. Hmm. She was lovely. The loveliest. I'm not so certain of that. I must confess, I too have found a lovely maiden. She lives here in the woods. The woods? Yes, atop a tall tower that has no doors or stairs. Where? Two leagues from here, due east, just beyond the mossy knoll. And how do you manage a visit? Ah, I stand beneath her tower and I say, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair to me. And then she lowers the longest, most beautiful head of hair, yellow as corn, which I climb to her. <laughs> Rapunzel, Rapunzel. <laughs> what kind of a name is that? You jest. I've never heard such a thing. I speak the truth. She is as true as your maiden. A maiden running from a prince. Ha! None would run from us. Yet one has. Did I abuse her or show her disdain? Why does she run from me? 
If I should lose her, how shall I regain the heart she has won from me? Agony beyond power of speech. When the one thing you want is the only thing out of your reach. High in her tower, she sits by the hour, maintaining her hair. Blithe and becoming, and frequently humming, light-hearted air. Ah, agony far more painful than yours, when you know she would go with you, if there only were doors. Agony, oh, the torture they teach. What's as intriguing, or half so fatiguing, as what's out of reach? Am I not sensitive, clever, well-mannered, considerate, passionate, charming, as kind as I'm handsome and dare to a throne? You are everything maidens could wish for! Then why not? Do I know? A girl must be mad! <laughs> you know nothing of madness! Till you're climbing her hair And you see her up there As you're nearing her All the while hearing her ah, Agony, misery Whoa, though it's different for each Always ten steps behind Always ten feet below And she's just out of reach Agony can cut like a knife. I must have her to Agony, coming to you live from Studio 6. This is Highway 89. Preston Taylor, Cinderella's Prince Benjamin, Raymond Rapunzel's Prince. Preston, where are you from? I'm from North Salt Lake, Utah. And your first exposure to Into the Woods? Yes, I was, uh, I was 10 years old, and my older sister, Abby, was actually in a production of Into the Woods, and she played the baker's wife. And I just kind of sat in the audience, not knowing anything about the show. And I remember just distinctly, specifically, um, and it's funny that I'm playing Cinderella's Prince now, I remember specifically thinking, oh my gosh, that guy up there in the Prince outfit, he's so cool. I just remember thinking how cool he was and how much I loved the music in the show for what I could understand when I was 10. And ever since then, I've just kind of listened to the whole show, and, and I love it. I love this show. Benjamin, Raymond, where are you from? I'm from Canada, Edmonton, Alberta. And your first time, your first exposure to hear Into the Woods or see it somewhere? So I saw the movie a couple years ago, didn't really know what to think of it, and then last year... I was able to be a part of one of the ending pieces of the show, and it was very special, and it really touched me. And uh, so this, being a part of the show, has been a very special experience because this is my first real introduction to it. Well, we've heard from The Witch, The Rapunzel, Jack, now uh, hearing from The Princess. Now, every song in this, Sondheim does something that either kind of gives their motivation or <laughs> builds their character right. or something like this so that they get deeper and richer and... These two seem to sort of get shallower and shallower. Tell me about that. It's such an interesting 
question. Because I think, at least for me, with Cinderella's Prince, one of the biggest challenges that I wanted to attack head-on from the beginning was, how do I make this character human? Amidst all of the, the charm, the gorgeousness, the smooth-talking, you know, larger-than-life Prince, what makes him human? What about him is real? And it's actually been very interesting to kind of get into his head a little bit and try and think of what makes these princes tick. Even if they are a little bit ridiculous and a little bit shallow, there's always something way deep down there that's motivating what they're doing. Okay. How about you, Benjamin, as you find how to play the character? Uh, similar to what Preston was saying, when I first saw the movie, I did find the princes quite shallow. But when doing more character analysis, I found that there's a lot of people like these princes. And there's a lot of the script that actually doesn't say much about their character. So we have to discover it for ourselves. And so you feel like you have a little bit of room. Yeah, and it's been really cool to discover them. I actually feel a lot of relatability. I'm just wondering what purpose you think the princes serve, either of you, both of you, in the play. Why are they there? Well, first off, they're gorgeous. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so, I mean, first and foremost, some eye candy up on stage. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> well, Aristotle did say spectacle was a necessary element. Exactly. Well, That's why they put us... Okay. Exactly. Exactly. No, um, I, think, I think particularly for a lot of men that come and see the show, there will be some interesting things, interesting questions that some men will be able to ask themselves. Um, or maybe should be asking Or should themselves. be asking themselves, are there any similarities between me and the princes? And if there are, they should rethink their lives. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Preston Taylor and Benjamin Raymond. They are Cinderella's and Rapunzel's princess. Thank you, gentlemen, very Thank much. You. I'm going to hear another song now. This one from Cinderella. The story of Cinderella and Into the Woods has details that have been lost in some tellings of the story, like, for example, that to keep Cinderella from getting away, the prince covers the steps of the palace in sticky pitch. Cinderella winds up stuck and singing. Of course, this is a musical. Here's Libby Lloyd singing the part of Cinderella in the song On the Steps of the Palace. He's a very smart prince. He's a prince who prepares. Knowing this time I'd run from him. He spread pitch on the stairs. I was caught unawares. And I thought, well, he cares. This is more than just malice. Better stop and take stock while you're standing here stuck on the steps of the palace. You think, what do you want? You think, make a decision. Should I stay and be caught? You think, well, it's a thought. What would be his response? But then what if he knew who you were when you know that you're not what he thinks that he wants? If you are what a prince would envision. Although, how can you know who you are till you know what you want, which you don't? So then, which do you pick? Where you're safe out of sight in yourself, but where everything's wrong, or where everything's right, and you know that you'll never be long. And whichever you pick, do it quick, because you're starting to stick to the steps of the palace. It's your first big decision. The choice isn't easy to make. To arrive at a ball is exciting and all. Once you're there, though, it's scary. And it's fun to deceive when you know you can leave, but you have to be wary. There's a lot that's at stake, but you've stalled long enough because you're still standing stuck in this stuff on these steps. Better run along home and avoid the collision. Even though they 
don't care, you'll be better off there where there's nothing to choose, so there's nothing to lose. So you pry up your shoes, then from out of the blue, and without any guide, you know what your decision is, which is not to decide. You'll just leave him a clue, for example, a shoe, and then see what he'll do. Now it's he and not you who is stuck with the shoe in a stew, in the goo. And you've learned something too, something you never knew. On the steps of the palace. On the steps of the palace, Cinderella played by Libby Lloyd. Libby, thank you. Well done. Thank you. Uh, tell me where you're from. From Kaysville, Utah. And where you first saw Into the Woods or heard of it? Funny story, I actually, I lived in Palo Alto the last two years, and I was on a casting call email notification. I got a notification that they were casting Into the Woods, and I had heard the music a few times, but hadn't really seen it anywhere or read it, read the whole musical, and, and so I was like, you know what, I should really look into this. So I started looking into it, because I had heard people say, you would be a great Cinderella. So I started looking into it, read up on it, fell in love with the music as I was researching it and went and auditioned and I got cast as Cinderella. <laughs> so. You know, that could be a compliment. You'd be a great Cinderella, you know, <laughs> always scrubbing in the ashes and all yeah, that. Yeah, really dirty, <laughs> really. Uh... A, you never quite look like you're your best. <laughs> okay. right. But don't you think playing Cinderella maybe is every girl's dream? Is that for little girls? Oh, yes. When I was a little girl, I mean, maybe not every little girl, but for me, I was a dress-up queen. I would wear dresses every day. My mom actually had to buy more dresses because I wouldn't wear pants and just twirling around and imagining like the big ball gowns and things like that. I just, it was my dream. So I'm sure a lot of girls can relate. So this song you just sang is an example, the kind of wrestling Cinderella does with this big question of uh, the prince. Yes, no, yes, no. And then she decides not to decide. Right. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, well, I think... There's different follies that are illuminated in this musical that each person has. And going into it, I was like, well, Cinderella's perfect. She doesn't have a folly, right? But really, her folly is that she doesn't know what she wants. And she doesn't know who she is. And one of my favorite lines is, how can you know who you are till you know what you want? Hmm. I think that's really powerful. We can't move forward in our lives and, and know who we are unless... We have a goal and unless we have something in sight and something that we're working towards i think she learns that throughout the show but this point in the show she still is very much naive and hasn't had to make any decisions and still has that folly still doesn't know who she is because she doesn't know what she wants so as you're rehearsing what's the most difficult part of this this process for you I or maybe think... it's any show oh just in any show uh i really think finding parts of yourself that resonate in the character, but not letting that take over your performance and really staying true to what the people who wrote the musical intended. I think keeping true to that and not letting your own experience take over, um, especially in rehearsals, we have a lot of scenes towards the end of this musical that are hard to get through. And I think if we let ourselves get taken in too much, it's really hard to get through those moments. So finding that balance of going to that place emotionally, but not letting it consume you. 
Thank you very much. Talking to Libby Lloyd, who plays Cinderella in this production. A song now from the baker and his wife. Everyone in Into the Woods learns something. This couple learns that to complete their quest, which is for a child, will take the best efforts of both spouses. And of course, they sing about it. Here are Channing Weir and Joseph Swain as the baker's wife and the baker singing It Takes Two. I thought you were returning home. Oh, I've had no luck. I see you've the cow. Yes, I've the cow. I've only two of the four. Three. Two. Three. Compare this to your corn. Where did you get that? I pulled it from a maiden in oh, the tower. Three! <laughs> oh, and I almost had the fourth, but she got away. We've one entire day left. Surely we can locate the slipper by then. We? You mean you'll allow me to stay? Well, perhaps it'll take the two of us to get this child. You've changed, you're daring, you're different in the woods. More sure, more sharing, you're getting us through the woods. If you could see, you're not the man who started, and much more open-hearted than I knew. It takes two. I thought one was enough. It's not true. It takes two of us. You came through when the journey was rough. It took you. It took two of us. It takes care. It takes patience and fear and despair to change. No, you swear to change. You can tell if you do. It takes two. You've changed. You're thriving. There's something about the woods. Not just surviving. You're blossoming in the woods. At home, I'd fear we'd stay the same forever. But then, out here, you're Passionate, charming, considerate, clever. It takes one to begin, but then once you've begun, it takes two of you. It's no fun, but what needs to be done you can do. When there's two of you, if I dare, it's because I'm becoming aware of us as a pair of us, each accepting a share. Of what's there we've changed we're strangers i'm meeting you in the woods who minds what dangers i know we'll get past the woods and once we're past let's hope the changes last beyond woods beyond witches and slippers and hoods just the two of us beyond lies, safe at home with our beautiful pride. Just a few of us, it takes trust, it takes just a bit more, and we're done. We want four, we have none, we've got three, we need one, it takes two. It takes two, the baker and his wife. That's a performance by Channing Weir and Joseph Swain. 
I just have to ask you both. Uh, Channing, start start with you. Uh, where are you from? I am from Bradenton, Florida. And real quick, where did you learn about Into the Woods? Um, I've actually, my family owned a VHS copy of the original Broadway cast with Bernadette and Joanna Gleason and all that cast. And I've been watching it since I was little, actually. So Baker's Wife is a dream of mine, bucket list role. Is it so, so satisfying to <laughs> sing these Sondheim songs? It's really satisfying. I've been goofing around and singing them since forever. This was the first musical that specifically my father ever actually caught onto and enjoyed and really opened his eyes to musical theater because he never thought his daughter would ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, tell me where you're from. Super exotic place, Orem, Utah. Nice. <laughs> um, and into the woods? <laughs> well, I actually, my junior year of high school, I played the baker. So this nice. is Nice, you get to do the reprise yeah. here. So in a minute, I'm going to ask you the obvious question about playing it a second time. But mm. it seems like just to hear every couplet in that song, you could almost take out and just analyze for the day. Like, I'll think about this for a while. Right. Just amazing to me. And there's never, ever a word that just is there because it was the word that happened to rhyme. Sure. Just always works. Okay. So playing it the second time, what do you get different about it now? I think I come with a lot more experience as a human and a lot more understanding and bravery to experience my own emotions. I'm not as scared of who I am. I mean, obviously, I still have that natural fear that we all have, but I'm not the insecure Joseph that I was in junior high who, I didn't, who didn't understand who he was yet. So I think I'm bringing more truth and groundedness this time. Right? And the burning question, have you done more baking? Honestly, I, I wanted to lie for a second and be like, yeah, you bet, but nope, not but, once. But no, but no. Okay, and I suppose that's not really the point, okay? <laughs> Thank you, the two of you. Beautifully done. I want to grab Dallin, the director, just for a second here. You know, Dallin, I went to this show once with someone who, uh, when the first half ended, the lights came up, and they said, oh, it was kind of fun, and they were grabbing their stuff to go. And that, I said, oh, we're not done yet. That's right. Tell me about yeah. this. Sondheim and Lapine, they, they both wanted to do a tale about fairy tales, but one of the things that intrigued them was the fact that you have these fairy tale characters who have this happily ever after, but they, they went through some very selfish choices and, and little indiscretions in order to get what they wanted. So they really wanted to show that after happily ever after, there's actually consequences to those choices. What a and concept. so act two, I know, it's amazing. <laughs> this is real life. And, uh, and so I kind of took that idea and ran with it. My, 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 my commanding metaphor is that in a spring of selfish choices brings about a winter of, of consequences. But I really wanted to focus that in on the families. Something that impressed me this time going around is that there are an incredible amount of family relationships and every one of them are directly affected by the choices of those parents and sometimes mm. the grandparents. And sometimes we forget about that. There's so much about inheritance in this show. About starting from the witch at the beginning? Starting with the witch, uh, with the, the baker's father and what he has done and how that has affected him and his life and now how that is now going to be passed on to their son. There's just beautiful, beautiful things I think we can learn about families and about the consequences of choices specifically within families and how important it is that we remember uh, that this within that relationship uh, we have to be very careful about what we say because children will listen. My notes say the show opens November 17th, runs through December 9th with a break off for the Thanksgiving week. That's correct. Find details online at arts.byu.edu. We've got time for a little more music. The first piece will feature the actors playing the baker, Jack Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, 
And the second song is the show's finale featuring the entire cast. So happy to bring you these two final tunes on Highway 89. Dallin, thank you for bringing the group. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Mother isn't here now. Wrong things. Right things. Who knows what she'd say? Who can say what's good? Nothing's quite so clear now. Do things. Fight things. Feel you've lost your way. You decide, but you, you are, are not alone. alone. Believe me, no one is alone. No one is alone. Believe me. Truly, you, you move just, just a slightest word Something's bound to linger Be heard No one acts alone Careful, no one is alone People make mistakes Fathers Mothers People make mistakes Their mistakes. Everybody makes one, one another's terrible mistakes. Witches can be right, giants can be good. You decide what's right, you decide what's good. Just remember, someone is on your side, someone else is not. While we're seeing our side, our side, maybe we forgot. We are not alone. No one is alone. Hard to see the light now. Just don't let it go. Things will come out right now, we can make it so.
heard No One Is Alone and the medley of children will listen Into the Woods, the finale. What a pleasure to have the entire cast of the BYU production of Into the Woods in the studio today. Wonderful to celebrate this great music by hearing performances from and talking with the people who will bring this beloved show to the stage. They've been here under the watchful care of director Dallin Vale Bayless. The musical director for this production of Into the Woods is Randy Booth, and uh, all the music you've been enjoying is halfway because of a wonderful pianist, Mark Johnson. Thank you. You can find out about all the great performing arts offerings coming through town to stages at BYU by visiting arts.byu.edu. If you just caught part of the show, would like to hear the beginning, like to listen again, or share it with a friend, that's easy to do. All our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway89. Follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Abby Vance and Victoria Hardy. And the show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>